0: Welcome to Every Album Ever with Mike and Alex. My name is Michael Mansour, and I'm joined, as always, by my reliable, trusty co-host, Alexander Volt. Say hello.
1: Nobody loves me. It's true.
0: Damn right. It's, uh, <laughs> this is Every Album Ever, the podcast. We listen to every single album in the world, one artist at a time. That's a new discography per episode. And today, we'll be discussing every album by...
1: Portishead. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Portishead, that's pretty... Uh, Beloved Ben.
1: Yes. Yeah. And uh, no one requested this, but we just. Uh, I did. Did you? My soul did. That's cool. Yeah. I like
0: them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, before getting all that, if you want to support us, please, for the love of God, support us and like the video if you like it. Dislike it if you're an asshole. I don't really, God, just don't. Who cares? Leave comments if you want to. Talk shit. Leave your pick for your best and worst and all that and argue with us. It's okay. It's, it's good. It's good for us and the algorithm, which is controlling all of our lives and it's going to eat our souls very quickly. So please <laughs> do that subscribe if you want to help us out also we can tell a friend i uh, you know the drill uh, you can find a, a spotify playlist link on porter's in the description we got a playlist associated with basically every episode uh, you can find all of those at com. and if you want to really 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 support us patreon.com slash every album ever hey there you get all kinds of bonus episodes discounts off merch 20 percent off on merch um you get to see our schedule in advance you get to vote on polls to decide who we actually co- cover next and uh yeah if you're tier two if you're bigger than jesus if you take if you pay 10 bucks a month then we will actually cover your request you give us a request we will actually do it put it right on the schedule instead of just saying cool we'll get to it and then three years later, we still have not covered. What, what's that fucking band that I've, I've been putting up for three, <laughs> literally three years now? The Masters Apprentices, <laughs> which was requested in 2019. <laughs> and it's been on our schedule. And I keep bumping it down because the like, got is there. Yeah, it's, it's there. <laughs> so Patreon is where you go if you want us to actually cover it. Uh, so do that, do that, do that. Thank you and do that. Uh, big, big announcement. Big announcement. If you follow me on, on Instagram or whatever, you, you, you already saw this like a week ago. But finally, Finally, after literally a year of it being postponed, my EP, my debut EP by Panda Monkey is actually being released. Sing the light of day. I thought it would never happen. It's been completed since August
1: (laughs) of last year. That album art.
0: It's good. I like it. But fucking A. (laughs) Okay. So yeah, June 28th is coming out June 28th on all the platforms. No physical release because I'm a broke boy and I make no money. So yeah, Bandcamp. If you want to, it's four dollars on Bandcamp. Who gives a fuck? It's an EP. Uh, you can also go on Spotify and Apple Music, blah, 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 blah. Pre-save it on Spotify right now. You'll find a link in the description. If you want to really help me out, do that, do that. It's it's uh it's a good EP. I like it. I'm proud of it. If you hate it, talk shit. Don't care. Don't care. Just listen to it. <laughs> because honestly, I all I do, all we do here is talk shit about the bands you like. You can talk shit about me. It's fair. We're playing the same game, bitch. Try it, please, please. I'm begging you. So, so go ahead and do that. Uh, I think that's it for now. For plugs, hey, Tom plugs. Now, uh, when we get into oh, the history, yeah. we'll, we'll plug our, our history boy, Tom. Uh, so Portishead.
1: Yes. All right. I love them. You love him? Love them. You're a big fan of trip hop in general, or just this band? You know what I realized. Is with trip hop. There's like four. There's like four things, and I I like I like the sound. I dig it, but then I'm like, where do I go after that? Yeah. And I haven't really dug into it. It's like there's Portishead, Massive Attack, yeah. Tricky, and one album by DJ Shadow. It's a. Uh, it.
0: Rem- I'm not gonna. They're not the same, but it does remind me a lot of lofi hip hop. Yeah, it's like which, it's so indicative of the production style more than it is like a
1: genre, which this probably had an impact on like the rise <laughs> of lo fight. Probably, my, yeah. Yeah.
0: Definitely has like that uh old-timey record aesthetic like layer over everything. Yes. Uh really ringy ride cymbals with a uh, you know live drum the live drum sound. Yeah. Uh yeah, it's so much it's so much a style of sound more than it is a genre of music that's why i can't really like i can't say i dislike it or like it it's just like well how are the songs
1: it's it's also like hard to pinpoint it i saw like when their first uh, Portishead's first album came out rolling stone called it like gothic hip-hop but that doesn't really work
0: no it's more jazzy than goth in any way
1: and like if you want to call it like yeah if you want to call it dark it's like that works but that's Very such dark. A, a general word because like you could say like wu-tang's beats are dark too they, they
0: can they definitely yeah. they definitely are it's dark in a, in a more uh dissonant bitter in, kind of creepy way
1: in a in a noir sort of way yeah a little bit um especially with like the horns and stuff and then yeah i i just think Trip hop is interesting because it's like this sound of the early '90s, and then Portishead—they don't like the term.
0: Yeah, no, they. Th- I've I like them as people so much after do, like doing all the research for this and yeah. losing the band. No, but, but keep going, keep going.
1: And then, yeah, arguably another like landmark album for the genre is DJ Shadow's Introducing, and that's like the only trip hop album he did. Mm-hmm. After that, it was more like traditional hip hop stuff. Yeah. So it's this. It's very weird. It's a uh, yet I don't know like any new bands that are like oh yeah, yeah we do like trip hop
0: because it, it when it's so based around this particular sound it feels unsustainable like uh what what i thought was with with deaf heaven it was a completely unrelated band when they first burst onto the scene sure. for a lack of a better term uh, it's like this beautifully simple Unique uh, thing at the time it was a is a simple thing to explain it was a simple elevator pitch it's black metal shoegaze mm-hmm. simple the easiest elevator pitch in the world and then when you when you hear it, like oh it works cool how long can they keep that up because yes. we heard it's it's such a uh almost black and white thing like you get these two styles What do you do with it and you see what they did where well, they, mm-hmm. they kept they they evolved upon it they didn't just keep doing the the pretty with the screeching yes so that's what I haven't seen with trip hop, a- aside from Portishead. Really, where the, where you kind of expand upon it, you change it. You don't rely on this, what what uh, so called hallmarks of the genre. Or
1: yeah, level. and it's weird. There's a a newer band called War Pain, and it's like I could see how like trip hop influenced them, but I would not call War trip hop. Mm-hmm. So it's it's interesting.
0: Yeah, yeah interesting. Well, this this band is interesting. Uh, the each member is so they they did all of this shit for the right reasons like everything they did musically the, the way they approached everything it was so much like like even in, and i would say almost especially including how long they take to make music like oh yeah this is entirely like all the fame and popularity was it just seemed like a like a like a what like kind of like a, a nuisance to them yeah <laughs> yeah
1: it was just uh accidental
0: it seemed it yeah. all seemed very accidental uh so now time for a little bit of tom's history recording with our history guy tom osmond uh you please follow him on all his stuff uh social is facebook instagram twitter at tom osmond sounds he just released a, his debut record as well called so much for all in a day's work uh which you can find on all the platforms you can also find links in the description for all of his stuff um in addition to his Substack, stack tom uh, where he writes about music he's a music journalist and he stays very busy in addition to doing research for us, but
1: uh, so yeah, the 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 main four essentially are Beth Gibbons on vocals, although she does play instruments on the their last album that mm-hmm. they recorded. Uh, Jeff Barrow, who does a number of things, programming, keyboards, drums, string arrangements. Yep. Adrian Utley, guitar, bass, keyboard, strings, arrangements. And their engineer, Dave McDonald. Yep, uh, this dude,
0: which is, um, he's not. I mean, he's just like their guy. he's this well was their guy? I think for for two or th- if you're going to count the live album, three out of the four albums. Uh, but you know, he's not on stage with them. I don't believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Okay. I I I I want to know what he does specifically because because he's not on the last record. Yeah, and. I would like to
1: know why or how or like whatever, the, yeah. but it is not. Yeah. I what the decision was to not yeah. bring him in. Um, it's interesting. But but yeah, um, basically there was a program in the UK where they said, uh, hey, we'll give you 40 pounds if you s- start your own business. And so Portishead was like, oh, yeah, we're a music production <laughs> company. <laughs> Uh, close enough and i believe they ran into gibbons at the meeting she's like oh i want to be part of that and uh and the it expanded from there and this is uh bristol 1991 so uh because there was government funded uh things going on we got i am sure we would have got portis head anyways but
0: (laughs) yeah yeah interesting i I think about that some of that government funded art too like they have that in, in canada and like oh on the surface like oh that's just a cool idea you get to get paid for being musicians except you don't like they get censored like crazy mm. like even like stand, uh there's a comedian I like named ryan long and he was in a, like a ska punk band in canada that was pretty popular and it was the same exact thing like the the government you know they funded all this stuff but they would go over all the lyrics and if there was anything even remotely offensive or it was about religion anyway X that acts that, uh, so pluses and minuses. I'd say yes, <laughs> yeah, yes. Uh, so yeah, from from Brist- Bristol or from more accurately from Portishead, uh, which is a town near Bristol. Uh, uh, thing I found very funny is that everyone from Portishead, the city or the town, not the band, refuses to support them because they're called P- Portishead, yes. which is like the
2: I <laughs>
0: think like the most beautifully ironic thing because it's like I I get it. In both, both ways, where it's like one, you want to be like super uh, Uh, school spirit type of thing, be super prideful. Like, yeah, they're from here, they're fucking repping us, but judging by the, like, the response of like, fuck them, I can't buy that. Fuck them, how <laughs> dare they? I like that so much more. I think it's way funnier to be like, get the fuck out of here, calling yourself. Yeah, it is funny. Good thing the rest of the
1: world exists.
0: <laughs> the, the rest of the world made up for, the, made up yeah. for it in sales at least. <laughs> but it's like, uh, I think Jeff said in, uh, in the one interview, he said uh, he, that a friend of him uh, who actually was a fan Went to a shop in Bristol, and and no, no, one of his friends in Bristol worked at the shop, and then someone came in there and said, "I like the music, but I can't buy the record because it's called Port Said." (laughs) Listen, I'd love to support you, I just can't morally. Uh, I love love it. Ridiculous, but it's also it was also really nice uh, reading about the members talk talk about the process in which they they make music because it's so simple, it's so uh,
1: it's so introverted for for a band that's so so dense and doing what was cutting edge things at the time Mm -hmm. it's it's yeah the intent is is so simple like you said
0: yeah like they so so uh adrian and, and jeff spend years basically just making the beats and making their stuff and putting the stuff together and then they just send it to Beth who's alone like she just doesn't even like she talks on the phone with them pretty much she pretty much stays on her own yeah. and then she just writes her shit by herself. <laughs> and there it is. And I love that. Yeah. I love that. I love it <laughs> so much cuz it's why like I mean everybody who has any kind of day job already knows like the the woes of pointless meetings. Mm. And that is not exclusive to shitty jobs. That is that is in music also, hanging out and just discussing shit, wasting fucking time. <laughs> like, just, are you going to do the thing or not? Just leave me alone. I'll do the thing. I'll write the thing. I'll get it done. Just fucking can I go now? Yeah. Yeah. And, and that, Ah, love it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but let's see. Let's see. So yeah, so it's on the short discography not necessarily a short career because they're still kind of going they're just not recording they
1: never they never break up yeah they go on hiatus and when they decide to grace us with the new album that is
0: uh, a moment to behold yes. for the most part uh but we're gonna be talking about four the four albums they released uh technically three studio albums and one live album uh we will be talking about the live album both the, the video version and the album version but Mm-hmm. we're keeping it out of our picks for for best and worst because it's a live album and we're only talking about it because it's, it seemed like a big moment at the time not necessarily because it's like you should go and listen to this album
1: yeah i mean i yeah i got feelings about it i got feelings about it too it just doesn't feel like every single
0: song in there is a repeat every single song like like we've yeah it's not yeah it's not like um we'll get into it we'll get into it but uh yeah first album came out in 1994 last one as of right now 2008 uh and i think they uh like this month as of the recording of this
1: yes may
0: may 2nd or
1: something may 2nd 2022 they did a uh, a charity show yeah
0: it was the first show in like how long seven years seven years that's beautiful i love
1: it yeah Ah, goddamn! It is one of the few bands I have on my bucket list that I I need to see live. uh mm-hmm. If they ever come to the states again, I will I will go into bankruptcy to see Portishead.
0: I if they if one show would cause you to go into bankruptcy, please join the Patreon <laughs> because holy shit! Yeah. uh Anyway, so I might as well start it up. Are You ready? I'm ready. Hell yeah! This is 1994's Dummy. Mm-hmm.
1: It's interesting how so many rock bands failed miserably to add a DJ and scratching to their music. But in here it's like, oh, this makes this makes sense.
0: It makes sense, and I'll tell you one thing, a little controversial, I will never ever like the record scratching in this band or anywhere else. <laughs> Unless it's hip hop, I guess. Um, ah yeah. man. I don't care for it. I, I it doesn't hurt, it doesn't like ruin the band for me, but I've never enjoyed it.
1: It's kind of like a a trademark that for, for two-thirds of the of the
0: of the discography, yes. it's trademark for sure. So, this is a... I could see why this album hits so much, because you just listen to this, and it's insanely relaxing, while also being really dark.
1: Yeah, it's like... you can fall asleep to it, you can fuck to it, you can cry to it, like... Oh, dude, it's... oh
0: my god, it's a one-size-fits-all for all things bad, or sad.
1: I mean, fucking isn't sad,
2: it can't, we know it, whatever.
1: But it's like also pretty. Yeah. Very pretty. So. Yeah. This her vocals are. She's great. um, It pains me to do it because I think the band has a flawless, flawless discography. But I'm just going to give this the worst least favorite.
0: Get out of your mind. (laughs) This is a great
1: album. It is. This is a great album. But. No, I think all these albums are five. they're,
0: They're all good. I have one that is very clearly the worst for me. Uh, if I, I mean, again, if we have to pick, uh, and the reason why it's not this one yeah. is because there's something
1: really, uh, I, it feels. I mean, this is a landmark album. It, no,
0: it is. Yeah. It, but it does yeah. feel really organic from beginning to end. Yes. It doesn't feel, whereas there was no pressure on this there was zero pressure on this mm-hmm. they just went in did what they had to say what they had to say and it happened to go fucking nuts with yeah the it's world.
1: something that like comes out of nowhere takes everyone by surprise yeah. and i, I do
0: I, feel that even though i don't love every song i do like almost i like most of them and it it feels super sincere and really uh what's what's the word? there there's ease in this record mm-hmm. there's there's no again there's no really trying for anything
1: yeah and um i it is interesting that it was not recorded digitally at all mm-hmm. and like for the scratching and stuff or to like get that old time like scratchy sound oh the old old record sound they yeah. would actually record music onto records and then like bang them up and then, wow! Use, yeah, so I'm Holy sure shit. that's insanely expensive these days. But they had, yeah. yeah, um, yeah. It's, I mean, yeah. I only, I only gave it the worst accolades because we're idiots and we do that. And like, I'm just least inclined to go to this one out of the core three. Mm-hmm. But I mean, yeah, I think they just have a flawless discography. Um, man, like sour times like i've never heard bells used like that in, uh-huh. a, in a song
0: i do like that song quite a bit um what was it uh it's i feel like when you hear that it, that's like the thing I'm, I'm assuming the thing everyone thinks of when they think of this band uh if not that song exactly but just yeah. that like oh you think Portis? Do you think that shit uh it's got great sample it's got great vocal like it's obviously a very good song uh interesting thing like because the the band didn't really uh, According to, well, according to Tom, he says, I, and, uh, and how would these working class heroes adjust to their sudden fame and financial success? Guess what? Not well, because it's, again, a thing that makes them them super endearing. Um, the fact that Beth clearly, like she quotes uh, saying, I don't particularly want to be a pop star. I don't want people to think that I'm something I'm not. I don't want them to, them to think I'm particularly mysterious or interesting. I'm just exactly the same as they are, which is a beautiful quote. And it's such a shitty and weird gross thing about uh, like the music business or entertainment in general, where you being normal is mysterious. Oh like yeah. The fact that that, the, you don't like, we're not accustomed and we kind of don't want to see a regular person on stage, even though mm-hmm. it's the, it, it makes for the best entertainers when they're just like, ah, it's cool. Just, just leave me alone. This <laughs> is it's the best. Um
1: but yeah yeah sorry sorry go on cool go on oh yeah <clears throat> what else do we got on here we got strangers uh yeah you get some like soft jazz guitar i like the effects on her voice where it seems it's far and yeah. distant and then she just like revs it up it's a tinge of ugliness with that one which they will do a lot or yeah. just throw
0: in some really hideous ass bass line and or sometimes a really evil sounding bass line and it, and it it is interesting. It is, and I think this one is is a pretty well written album overall. Like mm-hmm. uh, again, could, if you if you don't mind the insane trip hopness of the whole thing, I mean, who who does
1: it? Uh, Probably a lot of people. The wrong, yeah. Fair uh, <laughs> fair enough. it could be sweet. That was the first song they ever recorded as oh, really? a band. So you got Get that on here.
0: That one is super smooth it's like not even my type of song it's still it's, a cool song but it's holy shit that is a smooth song it's it is, very
1: sweet it is yeah it's like the dreamiest song on here um then like i think wandering star you got some like dirt and grit yeah, on there very edgy edgy yet
0: relaxing again which is something that, that's very prominent on this whole record
1: um it's a fire is interesting because there's like a, a church-like quality to yeah, it. the it's way like trip
0: up gospel yeah.
1: yeah the way they use like the organs on it it's just it's just great
0: don't love that song don't love it can't
1: say like again. i, like, I do
0: that it's, one yeah. along with with roads are songs that i can't say they're bad but they just don't they just don't scratch any written itch of mine
1: you're crazy roads is like one of their like that's like in their like top five Portishead songs for me. Really? Yeah.
0: It's got a great string section. It's fucking gorgeous there. I just don't love the the actual way it's written. I don't love it. it doesn't doesn't do anything for me.
1: I love it. Um, what's uh, one of Troy for Mastodon? One of his side bands covers it, and it's like oh really? Just Which as one? A, uh, um, just as is, oh never mind. Um, it's something gone? Gone is gone. Gone is gone. Yeah. Yes, yes. So that's cool and then uh and then like my other favorite song is glory box it's just oh right right
0: it's a great song by the end of the whole discography i'm over it (laughs) Like again it's a great song but at this point i've already heard it so many times including this album the live album yeah like all right all right i got it (laughs) It it doesn't have the the lasting quality for me.
2: And it's funny because it's your
0: it. worst, and I'm like,
1: <laughs> I still like it a lot. There's no good. There's no good album for me to give give yeah. worse to. It's just, yeah, I hate it. I I wish I could not. <laughs> so, uh,
0: I do really do love Pedestal and Biscuit though. Like both of those are mm. the, the grittiest, angriest, menacing they, songs darker, on here. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I feel like I feel that about the the latter half of the album in general too. because yeah. you got numb, which is another one mm-hmm. where it's like a super dubby bass line with very scary notes or something.
1: Yes, the like spooky theremins and strings yeah. that are almost like a like an old pulpy alien movie.
0: Yeah, uh, and on, on this album in general, it's it's one of my favorite things to hear Beth's uh, transformation because here. She's doing some stuff for sure. Like, even on uh, on Numb, she's doing, she, I feel like she's chanting a lot of soul in, in the vocals there.
1: But uh, My, she does eventually become like a powerhouse. She, she was one of the first like female vocalists I was like really enamored with. When, she's amazing. Uh, yeah. When it, I was like getting into music mm-hmm. properly. So
0: she's great on here, but it, it always feels very like straightforward. I'm just going to sing the song and sing them straight. Mm-hmm. There's still, hints of what we're gonna get later of like some of like the, the the small quivery style um she doesn't really she rarely goes very big and in belty uh which i think works for the band a lot i oh, like totally like the does. small the, the smallness of it
1: yeah yeah it is it is um interesting also like certain songs have like effects on her voice Uh, She can just sing normally, and then there's like one song in particular on the next album where I'm just like, yeah, that's probably like as big as she goes, Mm. and it's just on like one song. So
0: yeah, yeah. Um, What was I gonna say? What was I gonna say? Yeah, so like so so much of this, I said it repeatedly about trip hop, but. so much of this album and probably all the albums is how it's produced. Mm -hmm. And you think like, oh, that's just, it's all production. And then you hear the live album like, oh, they can do it live too. It's just, it's so, there's so much, like, again, this doesn't have to be your fucking favorite band, but it does take a certain certain amount of appreciation to acknowledge the fucking finesse, Mm -hmm. like the the little tiny things that make it this, this very cold experience. Because it's not just it's it feels minimal, but it actually isn't. If you if you pick apart every little thing that's happening mm-hmm. in, in the mix and stuff, it's very interesting. Even if you don't love it, it's still super interesting.
1: And yeah, just like having like recording it by analog when it sounds very electronic and and spacey mm-hmm. is pretty bizarre in itself. But I can't argue with the results. So. Yeah, and um, yeah, one of the one of the few albums I've covered we've covered on here. And even though I gave it disparaging accolades, it like lives up to, uh, well, to me, it does live up to all the hype of.
0: I don't think th- if you're going in brand new, have never heard Porta said or never heard anything somehow. Uh, I don't think it would anymore hold up to that hype because we've heard things. now. Nowadays, we hear record scratches over 90 sunny music as cringe because it's we've it's been done to death at this point. This was the first thing. So I, I just don't think that the impact would be the same anymore.
1: Well, I can't. Yeah, I can't say because, you know, I'm not a young,
0: right, a right. young person. Right.
1: But yeah, I don't know. I think there's like a sincerity that that comes through because um, when I was like younger getting into it, like, you know, there's not a bunch of like teenage boys or guys in their 20s like rushing to listen to Portishead and I kind of felt like an outlier there Mm -hmm. and I was like no there's like something here guys so oh oh yeah oh yeah so
0: wow so upon releasing this album it did uh, quite well it did very well it sold how many copies 2.7 million worldwide as of now which is a lot it's a lot yeah and uh, this is according to Jeff. Yeah, uh, this is the quote. Demi got critical acclaim when it came out. It got really heavily rated in a lot of different ways. Sold a lot of records compared to what we thought it would do. You kind of relaxed because you've done the thing you've been fighting for for the majority of your life as a musician. All of a sudden, that thing, uh, the thing that if someone wants to climb Everest as their one goal in life, and they climb it and they come back down and they go, "Well, what do I do now?" Uh, end quote. Because holy shit. That's exactly it. Like that's a
1: perfect metaphor. Yeah. Yeah.
0: What do you what? And that's terrifying of a notion. Yeah. If you complete your goal and you didn't have a backup in mind.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, uh, that's, uh, oh well, I did that on my first try. Yeah. Uh, fuck. I mean, I wouldn't even call it first try because they
0: were around for a while and and they were musicians for a long time. Uh, I think it's insanely well, rare. I for mean, debut album. Debut album, but yeah, but uh, for being a musician his whole life, I think uh, that was the point. Um and then um what is it Adrian says quote it made it difficult for us to make our second record because the vocabulary that we'd established was now common everybody was able to do it and people were doing it so we were very conscious not to try and sound too much like us end quote dude <laughs> what horse shit is that I like, mean no I agree with yeah. you say it. it's, it's fucked up though like uh, you can't even sound like you because everyone copied you so bad yeah,
1: yeah everyone went to that well and then uh yeah, you have to be conscious of it because, because then you risk getting lost in in the shuffle of it.
0: That's a that's an interesting uh, unintended cons- unintended con- consequence of artistic success. Because one that I think the obvious one, uh, like the Nirvana example, is like, oh, they're going to water down the purity of this this thing that would not, no one cared about, or whatever. It's going to turn it into just the same old shit, which happened, but. This one of no, we can't even do the thing that we created because you guys already ruined it. Like <laughs> we we tried, we we made a new thing, and now we have to fa- sound like some. We have to make a new thing now. That's shitty, dude. <laughs> like <laughs> that sucks. Ah, oh, the world is awful. But still, listen to my EP anyway. <laughs> uh, what was it up? Uh, yes. Yeah, so uh, yeah, Alex is worst and least favorite, but only. By the standards that we make for this podcast, it's still a very good album. So very much worth checking out. And I still like it a whole lot. He sold his he. Yes. So time to move on. Little three year break. Three year break for the same reasons that we just said. Uh, I think Jeff said the his quote was for us. A song can take up to eight months. So I feel that. I get that 100%. Yeah. And that's where they're fucking good. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> Uh, Not that ELO also isn't good when they wrote songs much quicker. Uh, But this, yeah, three years later, 1997, this is Self-Titled.
1: I mean, right off the bat way more sinister oh yeah this is a fantastic opener Did you sweep
0: and that doesn't sound like the Beth I know
1: I, I love it There's, she's got some good lines in here it's a very
0: um, like 1930s style of singing
1: fitting Put, into that noir feel yeah. still. The
0: the old record crackling is fucking Ranked on this whole album.
1: I'm gonna buy it on record. Scratch up the record and then. <laughs> yeah. Somehow this
0: feels even more trip hop than the last one. <laughs> even more. Yeah. Yeah, this is a fantastic opener, and it has a certain uh, vibe about it. Mm-hmm. That's that I think they, they actually can't recreate live. Oh yeah, it would
1: be it would be hard.
0: It's very different. This is the version. This is the version. Of All right, that is a that is a cool ass opener, and of course, worst least favorite. Oh, um, this is the one I had to give worst because, again, this is a very good album. And this this th- is my best.
1: This is your best. This is my best. You're out of your fucking mind. <laughs> this is my best. You're out of your mind. I I like it start to finish. Uh-huh. I th- I think this has a more like cohesive vibe than the previous album. And I think also like the weight of these two albums just like existing on their own for so long, it is really hard.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I get the, the cohesiveness comment about this one. That is almost why I had, to, I had to give it my, it's my least favorite of the, of the bunch. And that's because one, every song feels the fucking same. Every song feels exact, which is good. I think in, in like 30 minute albums when it's one, one giant song essentially even if it's split up mm-hmm. there's tons of examples of that kind of thing but there's a there's a there's a too many songs in here that really drive me up the fucking wall and there's the only song on this album is the only song by the band that i actually dislike and that song is
1: fight. only you first of all that's like their hugest song
0: it's the only song of theirs i do not like it's the I, only one i actually like, i mean i that, dislike other ones like in different ways that's the only one that i like oh turn it off I f- i'm gonna fall asleep too much scratching
1: for you there there's a lot that, of scratching it's not the reason but that song is crazy because of the start stop nature of it to me like i when i play drums i would like just try to play along to it to like yeah Practice. be good at stopping yeah. and yeah um and then it's like even more impressive like live because the start stops seem almost random i i mean yeah i don't know it's i think it's a cool song it's a the cool reason i ha-
0: the reason i hate it is because oh it has a video i didn't even fucking watch the video i want to watch the, the live performance but first of all the bass line is just a chromatic descending Baseline. line, which know how you feel about those boring fucking baseline that they have in their entire discography, in my opinion. <laughs> and then, uh, the whereas Beth usually makes the songs the songs and brings up brings out everything amazing, yeah. What she's singing is just the loving you, it's, easy you're beautiful. Sure. It's, like, it's the same exact like this, the beginning of it is exactly the same. So I can't not picture that fucking song, mm. and it, it just nothing, and it's also super long. And this—it's also the only song that almost made me fall asleep in traffic.
1: Out of the entire band, I'm like I—I I, I had to turn it off, or else I would have crashed. You know, I like the song, but I do agree—you can fall asleep to that song, yes. and it's pleasant.
0: It's just the—the the baseline is the my biggest. I'll ignore the vocal line too, so much. It's just mostly the baseline is just fucking so boring.
1: An- another reason I gave this best is because I feel like Beth is like. This a uh, powerhouse on she, this album. She's definitely exp- uh,
0: expanding and experimenting with her range. Obviously, we heard her doing yeah. the, the fucking the, the twangy old timey James Bond type of vocals, uh, which is another another great example that is seven months where she sounds like a James Bond theme.
1: Oh yeah, she's she is a, a like a dame hanging yeah. out in a bar on that song. Yeah. Um, but the song where I'm like alluded to earlier, all mine. Holy oh yeah yeah that's that one's shit. pretty fucking famous right I I think they this all kind of are due to the nature of yeah. not having a lot of songs but like holy shit yeah that one I I can that's, never that's really the only song where she like goes up he, like she does but even then she's still like reserved
0: it's not she's not belting she's still using a very a very small sound which is interesting because she never really goes fucking wild. And I, I I don't think I would want her to just based on these songs. Sure. Or at least not in this context. Because it, it sounds fucking crazy good. Uh, also, all mine is always stuck in my head. I'm always like fucking singing along with yeah. that one. <laughs> and
1: then like thought, I don't know if they're samples or real horns, but the horns are dope. Oh, the horns got to be real because this band. Well, I like said it. the thing earlier about. But they do also use samples. Like if you go on the Wikipedia, they got they got horns on this. Um, okay, yeah, they got a whole horn section. They do list some samples. The band, yeah, the for band sure uses
0: definitely samples. But it's also a thing where you good luck pointing out which is which mm-hmm. because even the samples sound live because obviously tons of the drum tons tons of the drums are sampled.
1: Yeah, um, and then yeah, I'm sure like those horns they probably recorded two records and then played. Something i yeah, I wouldn't like surprised. So, yeah, um,
0: uh, yeah, that song fucking rules. And,
1: uh, um, one of my favorite like sleeper songs on here is Elysium. This is like, oh, Elysium, uh, it's got like Wu Tang vibes to it. It's just so heavy without like very ugly, very, yeah. ugly,
0: very in the sinister ass production. Hell yeah, I just don't love it. I just don't love it. And I think, I, I think really the only reason the problem I have with that is that. That point in the album, every single song has the exact same drum sound. You know,
1: the, the, the really oh, lo fi, ringy, snappy, or not snappy, like really r-
0: ringy ride. R- yeah. Right? That almost sounds like a, it's like a ride crash sound. And then the, the old records crackling over everything. It, like every song is produced, not the same, but it has the same feel. Mm-hmm. It always has that old timiness to it. And again, it's like a fucking hour long album where th- the songs are different, but they all fucking feel the same
1: goes by quick for me. I I dig how moody it is. Uh overs another banger. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Beautifully eerie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's our Oh yeah, like I feel like Half-Day Closings kind of like an underrated song even though it's on the live album. But- that That one's I like that one.
0: It revolves around its baseline. It's got a really not a walking baseline, but it's got a very the baseline the bassline is the star of the show. I don't I like the simple it's a good dru- bas-
1: the like simple drum fills they use to like bridge things together in that song.
0: It's a it's a good ass song and the bass line is good. I don't love the bass line, but it, again it's the it's the melding of everything. It's mm-hmm. the, the vocal line she chooses. It's the fucking it is the production. Yeah. I, I'm talking shit about how everything sounds the same, but it is a cool style.
1: It's this- not, not a cool style. This is the Dewey Cox walk hard uh, unless you know how to play a fucking theremin get the fuck out of the band album.
0: There is no shortage of theremin on this album (laughs) or in this band. So much goddamn theremin. (laughs) Uh, What was it? Yeah. And and stuff like with Morning Air where the intro is just fucking amazing. Yeah. And then it just goes into the exact same sounding shit. Like it's still nice, but geez, there's just so little variation i love it i get it i get it i get it but that's that's the only reason i had to give it words because it is super samey and i there's actually songs on here that I, I'm, I'm really lukewarm on
1: yeah i think just yeah i don't know i th- like i said i think all their albums are flawless it's i didn't give out any of these accolades like haphazardly it yeah it's not easy i guess i did give them out haphazardly this because they're all so fucking yeah, good and, yeah um, ugh. so this this album also did well it did
0: uh well as of now 1.1 1. 1 million copies oh, I, sold
1: i forgot to set that up a little bit where uh jeff's described the recording of that album as an unhappy experience yeah it fucking shows yeah
2: and, I, uh, I, I wish
1: there was more information or we could talk were, more about that yeah there were like drinking and, and that's right drug problems at this point too so I, was
0: it directly because of the success of the first one which is an unintended, unintended consequence
1: i did not see of what the the cause was i just saw they cited god damn drugs and alcohol as as a problem
0: one thing um it's still a little bit more related to the last album and success and stuff, but uh, Tom says, a running theme that's quickly apparent in any interview with Barrow and, and Utley is that they don't, and never did, want to play the corporate game. They say themselves that they're very cynical about the music business, and though success gave them a better position to do what they wanted, they would always have made the same music anyway. I wish I enjoyed listening to their music as much as I admire them. <laughs> so I guess Tom's not a big fan, but that is a great that is a great point. It does... It does read in, in the actual music.
1: Yeah. The, in that sense, it does remind me of Tool and that aspect where like they were lucky and or it's a gift and a curse, the success, right?
0: Yeah. It gives you the freedom. and That's super important. That is super goddamn important. But, also, but
1: then everyone's ripping you off.
0: Yep. N- not just that, because like enough people hear anything, they're going to rip you off. Yeah, But it, it's like the being forced into corporate.
1: I, I guess yeah world. that's the nice thing they don't they're like yeah we're the fucking bosses we like we're the ones who sell yeah that, not you guys and
0: what, what was it I think um yeah right here it says the band got asked, got asked uh, the band got asked to do the brit awards which they turned down because they thought it was crap as uh as Barrow puts it <laughs> G- gossip <laughs> great <laughs> fucking! It's mad gay. Don't do that fucking annoying war bullshit. Uh, I love it, but yeah, th- other than that, there's like um, I don't think they. So yeah, I think this is the only bit I can kind of get from that. It says because the album success worldwide, they'd been touring all over the world. By the time they came back to the studio, they were exhausted. Plus, they used up all their ideas on the first album, uh, and then they joked. Uh, uh, Adrian joked with with Jeff that. Uh, 11 years after the the most recent record, uh, they don't have any ideas for a new one. They still don't have any ideas for a new record. I believe that. Yeah, I mean, it's okay, dude. Yeah. Fucking don't force it. Don't ever force it, ever. Yeah. Just fucking...
1: Yeah, they Chill. have a flawless discography. They don't have to put. Don't need to. F- yeah. Don't. Yeah, no one's asking. Don't do- it.
0: Yeah, and if anybody's asking, they're being fucking greedy. Like you, you're not entitled to someone else's art if they're not ready to make it. Just fucking sit. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but now we're on to the live album because this came out uh, shortly after. I'm. It's. I wouldn't say it's in promotion of the of this album or of self titled record, but. Uh, they were at the top of their game for sure.
1: Yes. And uh yeah, this is the only show they did with a full like string section. So
0: And it's uh, something else, everybody. So this is 1998's Roseland, New York City live.
2: What's this
1: uh, It's
0: not playing? Being, uh he's doing his thing.
1: Being just give me the word stupid and I'll 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 raise it up. Just
0: the first track won't play.
1: <laughs> just, just, just flip around, flip around, and then you get back to it. We already heard Cowboys, motherfuckers. I'm
0: gonna do. What the- is up with it's Apple Music in first tracks? This is not a, uh, well, this an uncommon is thing.
1: Second time, second time during a pod that it's happened, uh, but not you know, the second time period. Didn't happen to me all week. All week, This just saves it. You know, for many times when I, I get here.
0: So many times I put on an album to listen to for this pod and it will skip a track without me realizing it and I have to go back and listen to it and I'm oh, fucking man. seething dude
1: We good? Yeah, we're we're good. All right.
0: So obviously this is from the audio album version but the video version is quite different yes and that's the version i'm, well, I'm gonna be talking about both obviously but um uh, this I, track is the same across the board yeah i think i like the video one one million yeah. fucking percent
1: yes go for the video <laughs> spoiler alert um yeah this song just makes sense though to let you know this is being done with the string section
0: yep that is a real theremin and those are
1: real horns and it sounds like it on this track though This is one of the most immaculate, crazy-sounding live albums. It is truly studio-quality live. I mean, the space they were in looked more like a studio than a venue, so that probably helped.
0: Yeah, they were like surrounded by the audience. Not so much. It wasn't like a stage
1: or like a stadium. So yeah, yeah.
0: stadium would have been a disaster audio-wise, I think. horns change everything. They have that quality to them where it's not... There's something very mono-sounding about a a, a sampled horn compared to a live one.
1: I was going to say, something I like about this live album versus the recordings is like, you hear like sounds and stuff and you can see them like replicated with strings and horns here, so it's just... this yep. that you I think this version of humming is
0: far superior than the, ori- the original oh, I wouldn't say far superior I just like it more
2: yeah
0: you really feel something in there
1: I believe this uh but uh, th- it's so it feels like overkill but it's i can't argue with how good it is 35 piece oh yeah string section and
2: horns. you know i don't hear it
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's ultimately my problem with this record
0: <laughs> and his performance god does this sound fucking good? all right all right so first and foremost go for the video um the v- I had to like look around for the full version because on YouTube they chop out songs, yeah. in like in a very sloppy and clumsy way, like literally a, uh, a jump cut. It's a literal jump cut.
1: I should and just buy the fucking DVD, honestly. Probably,
0: uh, but I did find one uh, online that was unedited, but great performance. the The album version. I have such a problem with the uh, the album version of it because one. Oh, how Oh no, the, no, the sorry, of the, 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 of, the, of this record, okay. this album, because all, first of all. So many of the songs are just changed. They just change the order of the concert. Yeah. And every single track fades out. And then mm-hmm. the next one fades in. Yeah. Which eliminates the whole. Live little, aspect. Yes. Like, why am I not just listening to the fucking albums then at this yeah. point? So I'd say skip the, the album version entirely. Go straight for the video, which is way more seamless, obviously. And it's also better because you get to see, like, they're not the most. Active people on stage, it doesn't matter though. Like because you see how they're making these sounds, you see the full orchestra. Mm-hmm. Uh something Beth is just mesmerizing in a way because she's so normal. She's wearing fucking regular ass clothes, she's not doing anything special, she's just fucking killing
1: it. I mean, yeah, it is it is crazy seeing like her voice come out of her because it's just like so unassuming. Like- the most regular
0: average-looking person in the on the planet, not, not on the planet, but like I can't think of of more normal looking people.
1: Yeah. It looks like they just pick someone out of the crowd. The
0: the same with Adrian, who's looked the same for the past 30 years. (laughs) (laughs) He's always been balding and overweight. Like he's looked the same. And then Jeff, who has been gorgeous the entire time, he's fucking amazing looking. Then he's amazing looking. Now it's weird. You get this fucking regular girl this gorgeous man. And this, schlubby man it's a wonderful
1: (laughs) wonderful trio of people it's a great dynamic
0: but my main problem with the whole thing is it's so accurate to the records which is an incredible feat and if i was there i'd be crying but for for a live album the the orchestral elements are so fucking subtle like only only on like that intro and then a few other tracks where you really
1: feel them bring it up i have an example of when they do that on cowboys Really? So I'm, really? I'm glad you, uh. Are... Do it. So
2: it's those big
0: swelling It's very, uh, it's almost like horror movie strings in the background. Yeah. There we go. Uh,. I do think that version is weaker than the original because uh, there's again, I'm shitting on my own points all, all episode because I said the thing I didn't <laughs> like about the last one was that it was so samey with the same exact crackling and, you know, drum sound of the whole album. But that is very, it's a very cool sound for that song, especially. Yeah. And then you obviously you can't <laughs> get that. You get live drums here, which is still great. And I still love the live drums. Not every song has live drums. Like the humming doesn't have live drums. Yeah, but everything else pretty much does. Uh, and I, I do like that better overall. But it's a it's a very different vibe. Like the, the guitars on this version of Cowboys are also way louder, way more noisy, and more ringy. Uh, it's, it's a it's a different song basically.
1: It's it's weird how like this album and the next one. I'm just like, whoa! There's like really cool guitar shit, and I don't really say that with the yeah other two albums it's minimal it's very Um, minimal in watching them also like no sorry go ahead oh i do think a song that uh, i think this while the way they're listed on the album towards the tail end those songs start to sound different i forget exactly where they're at in the the dvd version but um i do think like all mine going back to what you were talking about with those live horns all of a sudden it's a little more funky
0: it's because the real horns, right? She
1: got the real horns going on. There. It
0: does feel different. The yeah. real horns. And they sound so
1: fucking good.
0: That ver- this version is fucking great. It's yeah. so crisp and full. And also the live drums change it. Live drums absolutely change it. And the the natural reverb on best. When we well, sound natural reverb, but the, the, the actual live quality of the vocals change it. It changes it. It makes it, it just feels more opened up. It feels, uh, yeah. Uh, I like it. I can't say I like it more, but I I might. It's fucking yeah. great.
1: Um, Mysterion's an example of, like, I hear the recorded version. I don't think much of the guitars on this one. I'm like, those guitars are, are rad. That one, along with a lot of others, it, it ended up just being these
0: sound so close to the record. I can't even justify... This feels like a greatest hits album. Honestly, this feels... A greatest hits of the first two albums, which I just heard. And I, I can't... I think very few actually... So there's a few that I I, I like this version when I didn't like them on like the, the last album. Yeah. So one is seven months because the reason I didn't care for it on, on the last album
1: is because... And they this axe stood on the...
0: Huh? Davis. They they acted on the, on yeah. the on the the album version, but on the video version, it's there. Uh, the reason I didn't like it on the last album is because the vocals were mixed so fucking loud and it was so tinny and ear piercing, and it was it was it's an admittedly ugly song. Mm-hmm. But here, you could fucking feel the orchestra, and best vocals are mixed really well in the whole context of everything because you had to uh, with a live performance. I actually do like it, and I ended up enjoying the song, which caught me off guard. And the same with Elysium, mm-hmm. I I actually. Like the song, it was just, it was, uh, because I told you on the last one, at that point in the album, the production style was just like, okay, you, enough. You had fatigue yeah. with the, exactly every song, it has the same feel. That's there's no old record crackling on this because it's live, so it fe- I'm able to really appreciate what the song is. And it's very ugly, it's a very ugly song, but it's still great.
1: Um, I think Sour Time sounds different, different enough. Let's it's let's play a little bit, yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I guess like the drums are usually so like mechanical sounding and it's like there's some swing here. Live drums make everything better. Always.
2: Her vocals are this
1: more shaky,
0: <laughs> yep, which we're gonna get even more of as we go on, which I love. I love that style. Yeah. And that, that man, that song, in, in, at least in the context of the, the video version, the uh, Mr. Ons comes on right before that, and Elysium comes on right after that. Sour Time sounds so much more upbeat and fast compared to everything else. Yeah, it's not really because we just heard it and it's a slow song. But yeah. compared to, to everything, everything else, else. yes, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Ultimately, it's. I think it's. A, I keep saying ultimately, it's a great performance. It's an amazing performance. It's a immaculate performance. I was craving so much more orchestra. Mm. So, so for the songs from Dummy, which there's only like, it's fair, I guess, because there's like on the 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 video version, there's six Dummy songs and ten uh, self titled songs. Uh, on the dummy songs the orchestral elements are either super minimal or not at all mm. like on what's numb there is numb? zero yeah. orchestra zero they're not doing anything yeah and that stuff disappoints me because not only did I want more of it on the songs that they are on I, I was hoping they would like fucking whip something up together like work, they, it work it w- in somehow yeah yeah uh, if, it, if maybe if they did, if maybe they tried it didn't work I don't know but um and the thing about Numb too, it, it's like even in the, even in the, the video version, they kind of use that song as a montage moment. Like mm-hmm. that song. Oh, comes yeah. And they're they're just showing how like the, the rehearsals and the setup of the yeah. show. So it does feel like a break song.
1: It does. Yeah.
0: yeah. Uh aside from that, aside from the, the few things that I mentioned, I think everything is pretty much I feel exactly the same as I do uh on the on the rec- the album versions because Again, it's just they went out of their way to recreate it, and they did.
1: Yeah, they certainly did. Yeah, I just wanted to talk about it because I just think it sounds fucking amazing. And I think it's my the, problem with it; it yeah. sounds too fucking good. I don't know the difference. Like yeah. at least, at least for the songs, not kind of the songs that I mentioned. I th- I think I do like it that I can kind of throw it on as a best of too. Yeah. If I'm like torn between Dummy or so the self title, yeah, can, I can just put this on and
0: yeah it's also um lacking any uh production abrasiveness that well the first album didn't have that so much but the last one definitely did with some ear piercing stuff and the 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 darkness of it this is far more i do it's hard to recreate that live not that
1: you'd even want to or eh, maybe you would i do think it is interesting i should have said this earlier but i totally forgot i do find it ironic and funny that i think they recorded this in, ju- in like in the month of july and it was raining like of, of course it rains when portis head comes to your town it
0: is new york yeah and it does suck over there yeah. weather wise uh, and any and many other ways too although i do i do like new york um in concept um uh let's see so yeah after this they uh, they went in a big old fan hiatus. They didn't break up, but they uh they did take a long break. Um,
1: I believe Jeff sights is kind of like falling out of love with music. Something like that, yeah. Uh, yeah, he moved to Australia, became disinterested in music.
0: Yeah, which is uh I get it, and it makes me sad. But I you can't say I don't get it. And then um, there's a few things haven't. Beth released uh. She released an album with uh, it, it's under the name Beth Gibbons in Rustin Man, uh, called "Out of Season." It's just one album,
1: I believe. I yeah. should look the, that
0: up. Paul Webb, yeah. Um, so it's her in it a basis. Oh shit! Holy oh, shit! He's from Talk Talk. Check out that episode, by the way. Oh
1: shit! Yeah, Rust,
0: dude, Rustin Man, Rustin was, Man is the pseudonym. Oh my god! He, yeah, he's a basis for Talk Talk. Mm, I, I need to fucking hear this album now. We're doing uh, loose ends on it for I, sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Dude, I'm excited, dude. I didn't know it was him. Love that band.
1: Yeah, I had no idea this album existed, so. Holy shit.
0: Yeah, that's fucking wild. That's really cool. Uh, so she did that in 2002. And then oddly, dude, fucking Adrian went wild with <laughs> staying active. So Homeboys, many things. Dude, it's for one. Well, uh Tom noted this. He's like, he did Sparkle Horse. He did fucking the big jo- I think you, you gave it best. Uh, which Sparkle Horse album was it? It's a Wonderful Life. Oh yeah. Check out that album, by the way. Um, blah, blah, blah. Let me just give myself a quick little marker there so I know where to edit. Okay. And uh so Oh my god, I can't even possibly. The Wikipedia Tom it, Jones. Tom Jones. Jesus Christ. Uh what the fuck out? This so Marie. Many- Marie. <sighs> where is that
1: marie and faithful oh Marie Ann faithful yeah yeah uh fat of course massive attack yeah of course massive attack uh bats for lashes homeboy yeah Uh, and then i don't know anyone else but they're good enough to have their own wikipedia pages so uh, yeah
0: he's uh he's he's in it dude he's fucking in it and good good that makes me happy um see Jeff, I think, set up a, a label in two thousand three. Um, Tom says, in Tom's words, talks about it in the in a, a twenty seventeen Spitfire interview. A lot of interesting stuff, which which I didn't write down. I can't I can't remember. It. I can't be bothered to go back and listen. But, there's, but here's the, it's there. in the bottom line: getting himself busy. Uh, that's that's all extremely relieving that they all stayed active, even 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 if the the, the they weren't doing big headlining things, or they weren't like. Uh, together yeah yeah they i don't know there's something it always makes me sad when, it, when you see like one member split off and then radio silence for 30 from, from years from everyone else Yeah, yeah. A, oh shit but they would eventually reunite for another album and it's the last album that we have at the moment maybe we'll get another one in the future i would hope so but as of now this is the last one this is 2008's third
1: <laughs> Uh, some Portuguese, there talking about, Wiccan theory, Wiccan theory, or theology, or oh, yeah. yeah,
0: mysticism, mythology. So far, this sounds nothing like the person that we know.
1: I was like, I remember this album coming out and just like, I didn't know how to deal with it.
0: This is the first Portset album I ever heard, and I was like, "Ooh,
1: cool what that. the heck?" Yeah, I like only became like really enamored with this in like the past two years or so.
0: Those strings, as soon as they come in, my body melts,
1: dude. They should do another oh. another album with the North Sure.
0: Cause these are real strings, but they it's, its produced in such a fucking scary way. Oh god. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of musicians on this on this album. We gotta get the vocals got done. Never guitar this song Did you know
1: I think it's a great song but I don't I don't love it and I'll wait till like it gets over to get one, what the album does for me really well though.
0: Y'all, y'all do that, and uh, no surprise, best
1: personal favorite. Personal favorite. This is
0: insane. It's so, I, mean, I like it so much more now than when I first heard it too.
1: Yeah, yeah. What, like I said, when it came out, I was just like, it's it, this sounded so different, and it's a
0: different band. It is. It, it's such a different band. This is not trip hop, even a
1: little bit. No, yeah. no, and that's where the it comes. It comes from like pushing themselves even further away from that and just there's like a little bit of all these different genres on here every
0: song is so the whole thing is so goddamn unpredictable every song every song is so different because nothing else in the album sounds like that song which is the most evil creepy song on the album And and a very interesting opener
1: let me tell you the one i had the like epiphany that i loved this album just as much as the previous two so like there's the opening songs are good, but the rip is just the rip is
0: incredible. Yeah. It's gorgeous. Absolutely
1: gorgeous. There's something about that where it's like the first three songs are like close enough to Portishead, but then the rip is like, you're not in Kansas anymore. Yeah, it, we are it, we are doing something decidedly different.
0: It it I think all of them are pretty different for Porter said maybe not Hunter is, is probably the closest out of those opening tracks but
1: but even that's got like an acoustic guitar on it right but
0: cool. yes but also the, the rip revolves around the, the uh, acoustic guitar it's, line, yeah. and it's it's fucking absolutely beautiful and you think that's what the song is it's just really heartbreaking somber thing that's Again, it's it's really well written. And then bam, drums come in and then it switches to a synth line, doing the same thing the guitar was doing, but now it's this fucking heavy synth thing and
1: it's just seamless so seamless and like I could see lesser bands where that would be like a car wreck or it'd be too jarring, but here it's just like, oh, of course.
0: Speaking of seamless, the the transition from Nylon Smile to the rip is That's I think pretty, what I think yeah. is what makes the rip so good so fucking good, is because nylon smile is so strange. It's so Pyrrhon with almost a tribal flair to it. It feels very claustrophom- claustrophobic. Uh, uh, Beth sounds fucking insanely good. I love yeah. it so much. And then just fucking jumps right into the rip, which changes the feel, changes the mood entirely. You know, you're feeling a completely different emotion.
1: Yes. Uh, I do think like the drum sound for um, silence and not at all smile are interesting. And it's like these like really like muffled bombs yeah. and very
0: lo fi, very. Uh, crammed in a corner type of sound uh but i do love hunter too it's, it's both gentle and terrifying at the same time and then it throws in these frantic synth lines that mm. pop in out of nowhere yeah and then jumps back into the really really smooth gentle quiet spooky thing and
1: plastic is just jesus night- christ nightmarish there's there's this sample which i can only like describe as like almost sounds like a helicopter in like slow motion
0: a little bit oh yeah going yeah, yeah, yeah. on in the background yeah that's so i think that's the only thing on the album that comes even remotely close to the chip hop style of the self-titled album
1: i yeah i don't think there's any scratching on here
0: no no yeah, no yeah. there's zero record scratching on the whole album love that love that <laughs> but uh it's still a great great song and, and also like choices interesting choices in plastic like the intentionally choppy drum uh, drum fills samples. Yes, where they're drum fills, but they're chopped up with 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 huge bits of silence in between. It's it's intentionally uh, jarring sounding.
1: It's a very just odd choices that make for interesting songs. Um, another song I like a lot on here is "We Carry On," so fucking good. And least favorite song on the album, really. Yeah, I. 'Cause I got it queued up. Th- this is like an example of like what I'm like, I just oh man, I love their guitar parts. I don't know it sounds like something like Interpol would do. Yeah. Yeah. Or like, like more like goth rock. Yeah. <laughs>
0: because it is also not what the song sounds like
1: otherwise no no it's just an example yeah
0: yeah because that song is so so bitter it's one of the most bitter things on the I, album i don't think it's a bad song at all and i do still you know i don't i don't love it i still can't I, help but appreciate it because of how different it is from everything else i mean I, everything else is
1: i thought you might but i noticed i didn't write circus music i wrote carnival it's like a, a dark car- Different things, dude. Th- they different are different. Things. If I write circus music, I'm like, I'm on board. He's going to like I'm there it. in my clown outfit for sure. But uh, a carnivals is totally different. That's uh, trash. You want to go to carnivals? And then one song, I'm like, I think he, he'll like it because it's kind of old timey. It's Deep Waters. It
0: is a fucking minute and a half ukulele song. That actually doesn't suck. Most it's, ukulele songs in the world, I think, are pretty fucking bad.
1: It's, <laughs> it's so crazy. I think someone in the band was, like, opposed to it at first. And it's on paper. It sounds like the worst idea ever.
0: Fucking works well. And those super
1: 1940s sounding backup vocals. Mm. Do you know what she was inspired by? What would that? Uh, Steve Martin in The Jerk. singing uh tonight you belong to me holy shit so that's what inspired her to uh record that is interesting deep waters and yeah it's just i don't know it's i don't even want to call it a palate cleanser because i like it as a song it is a good song
0: it's just again a thing that's completely unexpected it sounds nothing like the rest you'll never see it coming and it's a minute and a half and Also, another thing with those backup vocals, where they're clearly inspired by you know barbershop quartet type type of vocals, they're produced in a way that feels twisted. So it's this fucking gorgeous, pretty happy little song, and then these really nostalgic, but they feel a little warped and kind of evil. Yeah, you (laughs) kind of need those
1: to ground it in with the rest of the album. I feel like
0: it manages to make it a little unsettling in a way. Like if you put that in a horror movie it's gonna work real
1: well yeah um and then the only song i will call a banger machine gun fucking the most their most abrasive song in their entire discography those are like some apex twin sounding drum percussion noises it is uh it is the song with the most gentlest vocals that gets me hyped
0: the, the fucking the sense and the drum machines that are, they're so they're they are the song that rhythm is prominent. Yeah and I I I totally see people getting so fucking annoyed by it and like Jesus Christ, this is annoying and loud and repetitive. But around 320, yeah, th- it becomes full serial killer music. Same beat, same yeah. rhythm, but it just goes
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, it's fucking twisted. Oh, I love it. Um, another like crazy song. I th- that's another thing I appreciate about the album is a lot of the way these so- a lot of the songs, the way they start off, they do not end. Oh that way. yeah, yeah. Most yeah. of them end up in a, a pretty different place, and um, it's impossible to peg. This whole shit is impossible to peg. Fucking like, small.
2: I was gonna say
1: small's crazy. Small's because- so fucking good because I I feel weird comparing them to Chelsea wolf because obviously she's probably influenced by them yeah, but yeah. it sounds like a that like Chelsea wolf vibe yeah I didn't and think then about it that. turns into like a sinister fan covering like the doors full full a little bit. 60s psychedelic yeah and they so, were inspired by Hawkwind
0: I'm not surprised that they're inspired yeah. by anybody at this point like yeah. they sound like you can you can well, specific, in you wanted yeah specifically for yeah yeah the the the, the first chunk is so eerie and so heartbreaking and so beautiful. And then that's the sixty second duck shit, it actually it actually it doesn't feel tacky. Nothing it's about It's still this feels evil t- though. It's still evil, but it again, this thing feels so immaculate with the integration of multiple wildly conflicting styles. Uh, it is not easy yeah. to do. It's very
1: yeah. And then yeah, I was I was gonna skip fuck it. Let's just talk about every song, on, about every here. song on here. Um, every song is
0: something is something wildly different.
1: And then, like, for how dark this is, again, and going back to, like, why would you put a song with the ukulele? Why would you put a song with cowbells? That's not going to fucking work. It fucking works. Are we talking about Magic Doors? Magic Doors, yeah.
0: It is a devastatingly powerful. It's so fucking powerful and so dark. It's... And it's 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 hard it's fucking upsetting it's it's upsettingly good and that's
1: it's fucking makes me sad hearing it but it's just it's great it's and great. yeah these motherfuckers put in like a free jazz like saxophone solo in here goddamn they they like did not hold anything back on this album
0: yeah you wonder where it came from but then you also recognize the 11, hiatus. the eleven year gap and that that stuff is and important. then
1: man threads. Oh yeah, is oh, yeah. one of the greatest closers. It has a it such a dying quality to it. Something Beth, really Beth played guitar on that one. Huh? Beth played guitar. on right, that one. Right, right. Yeah, 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 she
0: also played guitar on
1: probably a few other no, things.
0: No, live she played guitar on. Oh yeah, what was it? Um, which song is it? I'll find out. God damn it, I'll find out. I
1: didn't note it, but I did.
0: I uh, keep talking and I'll, and I'll I'll find it right here.
1: But um, yeah, threads is just like it it continues that dark theme and it's 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 up there with one of the few albums probably much like raining blood or something where like it's over and I'm pissed off there's not more but I'll just listen Play to it again, it again.
0: Uh, the song is Elysium that she played on uh, uh, on live, okay. but uh i don't know like it's a yeah, fucking weird album because i feel like, like for a lot of people uh, at least this is how it was for me when i first heard it years and years and years ago uh i could i had so much trouble processing the rest of the album because i loved silence so much mm. and again nothing sounds like silence on here except for silence uh you know you could say that by anything like you pick any one song if you fall in love with any one song so much nothing it, yeah. nothing will ever sound like it or come close to it but if you just take a step back and look at it as this one weird ass piece of art, it's fucking great. it's fucking really goddamn good. Ah, it's insanely diverse. It's so goddamn it's super super the most diverse, most interesting, least trip hop, uh, darkest, twisted, most twisted album. Yeah, it's
1: Jesus Christ, man. Amazing. Yeah, I I, I feel weird that it took me like so long like so long to like click over in my brain like how. Dope this album is if i mean if you're coming from the last one
0: or the the first two at all this it's so not those
1: because it's, it's not like i was listening to them for like a decade yeah. or whatever and then i heard this i maybe like two three years tops but it, but it is a different
0: band this sound yeah beth on here which we even talk about her voice she's hers her her twangy 1930s style is gone she's mm-hmm. never doing that again on this album uh which I I don't I don't mind that. I'm I kinda d I kind of I did not love that style at all. Like I don't I didn't hate it, but it wasn't like I needed it. The way she sings here, I fucking adore it. The really uh, fragile, quivery, small, almost like she's about to start crying kind of mm-hmm. sound. That fuck I love that shit. It fucking works so well on here. And that's and it even though it sounds so precarious in in the presentation, it also has so much confidence in it. Mm. Uh, especially when you look at the music that's surrounding it and how goddamn morbid it is but it, it, it's just it's so realized it's, a, it's such a fucking realized album yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah.
1: yeah again it's, it's weird like that first album like is like a lightning in the bottle moment and then this is too but then it feels like Less people I guess there's more music now and different time yeah
0: two thousand eight is not nineteen ninety-four, that's for sure. And yeah, this one sold I think in the UK, um a hundred thousand copies where it sold a million in the UK. The the first album sold a million. And it's obviously one, you're gonna get a drop off in popularity with anything that explodes. That's just the the way things go. But uh you look at the steady decline of of the mass appeal. But you look at the steady increase in artistic value, in amazing songwriting, in wild production. Uh, there's, it's
1: not a coincidence. You, oh yeah. yeah, I mean, like, they could still play huge arenas for sure. Yeah,
0: for sure. But you're gonna you're gonna lose that as they called it. What do they call it? Because the first album,
1: uh, there's a quote oh, The here. coffee table. Something what?
0: about coffee tables. Um, I think it was. Jeff that said it. Uh, I'm gonna find that fucking quote if it's the last thing I goddamn do. Because uh it's like a it's a really kind of upsetting thing where people look at your record as like, oh, it's just fucking you just put it on in the background, we're, yeah. We're gonna, have,
1: we're gonna have like a dinner party and we'll yeah. just like put it on in the background and maybe I can't find it. God damn it. I yeah, I saw it too. You didn't hallucinate it, yeah. Yeah pretty that was pretty much the the gist of it the way you uh you know how there's coffee table books but uh i can find it here he goes um <laughs> i
0: forgot i just use the fine feature uh, uh, yeah um uh, uh where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Maybe I was wrong. Yeah. Uh, Barrow called it. He says, at the end of Dummy, people were calling it a coffee table album. Oh, uh, well, we'll have a nice little dinner party and we'll put on Portishead. And that's what really got me driving to do another record harder and more edgy. So people had to listen to it. People couldn't just put it on and go, oh, this is really nice. I I, I fucking, I it pains me to to hear that. Like, yeah, you just put this little thing in the background and just have a little dinner party. It's fucking nice, nice. And then you you listen to third. And you are not doing that. You are fucking
1: not doing that. I Saying that, though, I am down to have a third dinner party, though. Oh, yeah, because we're psychopaths. That's way different. more interesting.
0: Way more. Way more interesting. Uh,
2: but
1: what well, else? Also, I will say they. Um, it's not on any of these. Uh, they recorded a version of ABBA's SOS, and it's just fucking amazing.
0: To be fair, ABBA is great. Check out that episode, too, by uh, the way.
1: ABBA is great. But, yeah, it's just so crazy how they... Took it and there's nothing ABBA about it. And yeah. It's all, all Portis' got
0: It's gotta do it, man. You gotta, yeah. tra- gotta transform that son, bitch. Uh,
1: let's see. Let's see what else. So, and
0: yeah, uh, as of now, they are uh, back to business as uh, usual, taking a long break.
1: Yeah, business as usual. Uh, they did that one show we talked about. Um, Jeff started collaborating with Ben Salisbury. Salisbury, yeah. And, on uh, soundtracks. Dude, the fucking, I did not
0: realize. I did not fucking realize that he did the soundtrack for fucking Ex Machina and Annihilation.
1: That makes sense. Amazing. Yeah. Because one thing that... I love those soundtracks, yeah.
0: Also amazing fucking movies. uh, The Sim Director, right? Uh, Yes, Alex Garland. Yeah, so that's one thing for for (laughs) just casual movie watchers or whatever. When they watched Annihilation... First of all, it's disturbing, but the, the thing they made, the main thing they got from it was like, oh, that fucking music though. Oh yeah. That fucking music. Well,
1: look who it is. It's fucking, as, it's as, fucking Jeff. Especially if you can do that in a modern film. Yeah. Uh, little sidetrack here. Something I like about the Annihilation soundtrack is how like they kind of ground you in, in folk music at first mm-hmm. and it gets more and more twisted much like the movie does yeah so
0: yeah that movie is a um, uh, pretty pretty interesting <laughs> really, really, really wait what's that new movie was it called men called men
1: yes, yeah i, 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 I didn't to, see the
0: trailer just know it exists
1: i need to check it out uh, it's not sci-fi like his other things more more like a, a horror i want to i want to watch it because love me some horror yeah I, I like alex garland does good shit
0: hell so. yeah but yeah like we said at the very beginning uh this or as a recording yeah this this month they did their first show in seven years at uh at 02 academy bristol a
1: uh, huge huge arena
0: is it is it yeah yeah oh, it's not surprising i mean these guys oh man i love that i love that they're just around and they'll make an appearance when they want they remind me of a much 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 more successful shellac mm. where yeah we we'll are recording an album every Seven, eight, ten years, and we'll play shows when we feel like it. But I'm, I'm, I'm fine with my job, yeah. and doing the stuff <laughs> that I do. We'll, we'll, yeah, uh, there's a lot of quiet dignity in that of just for sure doing it when you have it and not stressing about it when you don't. But that's the, my, that's my yeah. fucking, that's my ethic as well with with music making and art in general. Like, mm-hmm. like the 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 prolific thing I think is a uh, highly overrated and shouldn't be as romanticized as it is because you're just going to end up with a bunch of shit. And unless you're a psycho fan, you're not going to listen to every single thing. Uh, Sometimes you can't. Sometimes you can't. We're never going to do an episode on Prince. We're never going to do an episode on Frank's episode career. It's just, what are you like? What are you doing? (laughs) Like, I get that there is a ton of great stuff in there, but you know, for a fucking fact, there is a lot of bad. There is no denying that. It's just, not the way statistics work.
1: Well, I guess on the, um, the four-year anniversary, we're doing print. I will never.
0: I, I can safely say there are a few bands I'll never do on this podcast. I know we say it's called Every album ever, but go fuck yourself. There are some we are never doing. We'll do the Mother's of invention, like I talked about in the Martin DuPont episode. We'll do them. But that's, that's a different thing. That's way more manageable and way more realistic. Uh, what are the ones who we never do that just, are just so what? stupid to do?
1: i don't off the top of my head i don't even know but yeah there's definitely the fall might be the one we can't ever do do they have a ridiculous ridiculous the fall atmosphere
0: like all these have so many it's like what do you what what the The fuck are you doing yeah (laughs) and i know marquis smith is dead is dead now uh he kind of was death when he was alive is he dead hold on is marquis smith alive i think he might be dead
1: You're talking to the wrong person here. Because I
0: do like the fall. They're a very crazy, interesting band. And he is dead as fuck. He died. Yeah, he died four years ago. Yeah. Uh, That guy was a. Do you know anything about Marcus? No, I know nothing. Psychopath. Psychopath. That's a lot of serious. Yeah. So I think, I think, if I'm not mistaken, at a festival that he was on for some reason uh, during a sound test. Uh, I think Mumford and Sons were doing a sound test and he chucked a bottle at them because he just didn't like the way they sounded. Love this. Isn't he great? Isn't he great? I fucking stand by that decision so much. (laughs) I'm pretty sure that happened. I'm pretty sure that happened.
1: Oh, shit. But anyway. Yeah. uh, That brings us to the end. Let's do a little recap. Yeah. uh, For me, Worsley's favorite dummy. I, I know it's a landmark album and I'll say it again. This to me, a flawless discography here, but we're dum-dums and we have to give out negative things. Um, and then best self-titled. I dig the vibe of it. Uh, it's so weird talking like very much in vain with like classic portishead scratches that that trip hop itch. Mm. And then personal favorite third. It's just so unique. Uh, just something to sit down and pick apart and study and yeah it's just great hell yeah
0: and for me worsties favorite self-titled just because the sameness the vibe of it uh i think is is a little lengthy for my liking it also has some songs i genuinely don't care for uh but a good good album otherwise and there's still a lot that is pretty undeniable about it regardless as well as the band uh, in general my third best personal favorite because god damn it was my first introduction to them it was it was also really interesting going back to the earlier albums after hearing that one first because it's just so different and obviously that's the one that stuck with me the most like i just craved more of the craziness Mm. uh but yeah that's like that's a whole. That's a whole different animal. It's a whole different beast, and I think it's uh very expertly done. So please listen to that if you haven't already. Uh, and if this, yeah, I can't imagine Porta said is brand new to anybody um, unless you're young. And I don't think we have a lot of young listeners. So uh, <laughs> listen to it just for the fuck of it. But anyway, thank you so much for listening and watching and hanging out and supporting us and and being cool. I felt very serious this episode. I'm usually I, a, a wacky dacky asshole.
1: I mean, yeah. I guess there's not really anything to like there's no wacky anecdotes they live a pretty secluded life they make me think about what i wish i
0: uh, it's, like, it's almost like my aspiration not necessarily that level of success uh but like just the, the again the ethic of like do what you want to do uh and then take and don't let anybody around you pressure you to do anything else mm-hmm. and then and also the, the approach to actually making the music the the, the long bits of non-interaction with your bandmates <laughs> fucking taking your taking fucking months almost a year to write a single song like yeah let it sit because that's if that's what makes your best art there is nothing that should make you try anything else there should be no bending of that rule uh, and i admire that deeply very much uh but anyway yeah if you if you want to help and support us uh talk shit in the comments leave your picks for best and worst uh disagree with us Hate us? It's all good. Just do what you want, as long as it helps the almighty, all-consuming, all-knowing algorithm. Uh, let us move around in the the, the cosmos that is the YouTube. Uh, you can also like the video if you like it, dislike it if you're an asshole. Subscribe. Tell your friends. Yada 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 yada. yada. You can find a playlist on Portishead. Uh, you can find a Spotify link in the description as well as everyallmember.com, where we find we all the place we got all the episodes, all the playlists, and. Patreon.com slash every album ever for bonus episodes, tons of bonus episodes, uh, super duper early access, loose ends episodes. There's going to be a loose ends episode on the, the Talk Talk Man and Beth album, which I've already forgot what it's called. But we're going to do one on that one because we'll I figure it out. I can't. Now. I have to hear it uh but yeah but you get those way in advance way way in advance uh you also get a 20 percent off all of our merch there's gonna be more merch coming for my new ep by the way there's gonna be more there's gonna be merch for that uh so do that and then uh yeah vote on polls to decide who we cover next see our schedule in advance and if you're tier two if you're bigger than jesus then you actually get to request artists for us and we will no questions cover it except i mean we have rules for that or right, we're not fucking crazy there are still rules <laughs> Well, a society, without rules, there would be no society, okay? <laughs> uh, but for the most part, we will cover it. So do that, do that, do that. Uh, you can follow me on all social media at Pandermonkey, and you can follow
1: Alex on Instagram. Uh Mother Punch. Oh,
0: yeah. Please pre-save and pre-order my upcoming debut EP, Pandermonkey, self-titled. Um, on Spotify, you can find a link in the description for all that. Put a lot of time and effort into that. A lot of uh, sitting alone during lockdowns. That's what made that fucking thing there it is. And a lot of dark. There's a lot of darkness and a lot of <laughs>
1: <laughs> finally seeing the the fruits of uh, lockdown labor. Oh boy,
0: yeah. There's a lot of anguish in that EP. Please, yeah, give give it a shot. So yeah, links in the description for all that. Be sure to follow our history guy Tom Osmond uh, at Tom Osmond Sounds on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, as well as his Substack, uh, Tom Osmond's whatever comes next. Uh, Tom Osmond.substack.com and also check out his debut album so much for all in day's work on all the platforms again links in the description for all of that it's great stuff it's we're doing we're independent people making independent things we're creators we're trying our best there's so many people in the world no one cares but it's okay if you care that's enough so just give it a shot give it a shot thank you thank you thank you okay finally done with plugs done with the episode what uh,
1: you know know damn well
0: (laughs) (laughs) holy shit i didn't see that coming but i'm excited i'm excited (laughs) so here we go this is machine gun thank you all so much for listening and watching see ya